It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams located in sunny Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. It hasn't been too sunny here lately, has it? No, it hasn't. But it hasn't been cold, I will say that. That's right. It has not been cold. All right, let's get started here. So we saw good housing price gains in 2017. What is the National Association of Home Builders, the NAHB, saying about 2018? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be uh, very favorable. We've got newly enacted tax laws, which created a favorable tax climate for businesses, which should spur jobs and economic growth and, you know, keep single family home production moving upward. So, you know, that's all good. Any kind of ongoing job creation, expected wage increases, et cetera, should also keep the housing market moving forward. You know, um, last week we saw Walmart announce they were going to raise their minimum wage to $11 an hour based on the tax cuts they were getting. So they were re-employing some of that money back to their employees. So that's kind of a good sign. It's an initial sign. We'll have to see if, you know, more companies follow suit, but Walmart is a huge employer. So Oh, absolutely. It's pretty meaningful. And the more money people have in their pocket, it ripples through the economy. So, you know, things in that case are looking up. Yeah. And there's also some regulatory costs stemming from the, you know, newer building codes, land use, environmental, et cetera. That's actually jumped up 29% in the past five years. Mm -hmm. So that actually has a significant impact on the housing affordability. And then there's something else that's really, a lot of people don't realize, but there's been a a trade issue between Canada and the uh, United States on softwood lumber. And this situation has actually increased the cost of this lumber 20% just in the past year. So that has an impact on the housing market. Yeah. So there's good news and bad news. It looks like the economy is doing well. It looks like it's gaining some significant momentum on the one hand, but on the other hand, costs are also rising. So it's a, it's a mixed bag. Yep. What is the NAHB saying about mortgage rates? Because we're starting to see interest rates rise. What are their predictions for 2018 and 2019? Well, what they're saying is, you know, as the economy continues to strengthen, you can expect that the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage will be around 4.31% in 2018, and then see another increase to about 4.82% in 2019. That's what they're predicting. No one knows for sure. Well, predictions in the interest rate world are not really worth that much. Right. But it's uh, it's something. It's a trend that it's going to be moving up. Yeah. So last year, I think the average was probably around three and three quarters. Yep, and about right. so they're saying 4.3. So let's call it a half a percent rise or so in interest rates. So they're still historically incredibly low. That's right. Yeah. So that's not something you should be, if you're looking to buy a home, it's going to make it a little bit more expensive, but still historically speaking and relative to inflation, it's a very, very good rate. All right. Digging deeper, you know, it's one thing for the NAHB, the National Association of Home Builders, to make predictions and to give us information. But insurance companies also play a part here because they actually have to put money out. So they have to keep a good accounting on costs. Now, I know Nationwide Insurance had some ideas about what the health of the real estate market is nationwide. Tell us about that. Sure. They're saying that the vast majority of the local housing markets are healthy and faring well. 
they actually listed 324 markets as positive, 69 markets as neutral, and only like seven of them as negative. So, you know, that's all really good news. One of the concerns that they do have, though, is that the prices are rising rapidly and that draws a concern to them. Yeah. So we have, on the one hand, uh, again, good national numbers, healthy markets, but as the home prices rise, there's a serious question about affordability, and then wages have to rise at a certain rate in order to keep up with that. So they're saying they're worried about that too. Right. Yeah. All right. So how does this all compare to the housing boom a decade ago? I mean, we're, we've got a healthy housing market, so I think we've, we've made that case. Yep. But is it anything like 10 years ago? No. And here's why. You know, the market is supply constrained today, and it was not during the boom. And the mortgage credit, while it was more readily available than just a few years ago, it still remains fairly limited in many of the marketplaces. So basically what you're looking at is the reason why prices are rising is due to a limitation of the supply of inventory. So there's constraint on the amount that's available. And there are controls on what they're lending and how they lend money out in today's market than we saw during the yeah. crazy decade of the booms. So you're just saying, and, and you were part of both, so it doesn't even feel close to what was no, going on. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I just wish we had more inventory to sell. Yeah, I know you do. If we did, then I think the prices would continue to rise. There's a pent-up supply of buyers and sellers. Many sellers are out there wanting to sell, Mm -hmm. but they don't know where they're going to go. They can't find anything for sale, so they're not putting their home up for sale. Like a catch-22. Yeah, very much a catch-22 scenario. I remember after the housing bust, we were sitting around and there was no business whatsoever. There were plenty of, I guess there were houses for sale and they were for sale at very low prices, but we had you know, the market had its issues and problems back then. And now 10 years later, we're on the other side of the spectrum and prices are rising. But, you know, there's so few houses for sale that, you you know, people aren't selling. But I promise you, Terry, I promise you (laughs) that when I sell, (laughs) you will get my account and um, (laughs) I'll be one house out of many maybe that will be that will be for sale. So what's happening in your neck of the woods in terms of latest sales, anything particularly interesting? You know, since, you know, the New Year's, we've seen a a tremendous amount of interest. I've put on several homes for sale, a lot of people calling, wanting me to come out and give them an evaluation of their home. So I really believe this is going to be a real strong year. You know, I feel it, I hear it, and I've I've been going out on the appointments. And I really think we're going to see more sellers putting their homes up for sale. Okay. Well, Hopefully that's not wishful thinking. I actually, thinking. I got a great story. I had a guy from 29 years ago. He was one of my very first sales call me and said, I don't know if you remember me, but I told you I would call you when I would sell my house. And that was- 29 so years was, ago? Yeah. Oh my God. So that was a great story wow. for me. Well, you've been in the business for 29 years, as we say in the very beginning. So he must've been your first client. Yeah, he was He was the first four months. Wow. And I, I don't know if he realized that, but I oh, told that's him. That's amazing. My guest, as always, is Terry Story, a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca Raton, Florida, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks a lot, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. When I meet listeners to the show as I'm out and about, so many mention the song we play before each Terry Story segment. You know, the Little Boxes song, Little Boxes on the Hillside, you know. 
I was on a plane a few weeks ago and I was thumbing through my playlist and there it was. So I listened to the entire song, which I hadn't done in a really long time. I had forgotten that this song was really a protest song and political satire about the conformist middle-class attitudes of the 1950s and 60s. So, kick back and do a little time travel with me to the wonderful 60s. Here we go. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky-tacky. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes all the same. There's a pink one and a green one and a blue one and a yellow one and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. And the people in the houses all went to the university where they were put in boxes and they came out all the same. And there's doctors and lawyers and business executives and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same and they all play on the golf course and drink their martinis dry and they all have pretty children and the children go to school and the children go to summer camp and then to the university where they are put in boxes and they come out all the same and the boys go into business and marry and raise a family in boxes made of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same there's a pink one and a green one and a blue one and a yellow one and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same 